you're what's good it's your girl your homie your cousin young young auntie young emphasis on young and your best friend just be real and welcome back for another dope episode of just be real podcast today i got someone who's kind of like a superwoman but more like a super mom and because she is a super mom you know i had to get her on the podcast so i got my homegirl neek chatting it up with us today so let's get into it enough of me chatting let's get real i got neek here and i'm so hyped because she's just bomb as hell like first of all social media commentary period twitter that's my entertainment that's my entertainment period that's my entertainment because neek what she said is what she said she don't care who what your check your verification whatever you wrong you wrong you right you right and we need more people like that in the social media world I'm trying to get more like that because I already be saying whatever I want, especially on Instagram. Because on Instagram, people really be getting me mad. But on Twitter, it's like, oh my god, these all these people are crazy, and like everybody got like they different views. It's crazy. But with Twitter, you more likely to end up on Instagram and everybody, you know, right? Like from just Twitter to like a bigger world, and I'm like, oh. Boy. Twitter always see it first. Instagram be late. Instagram be so late, and then Instagram will make it bigger than what it is. That's why I prefer Twitter over Instagram any day because Twitter just it's like right in the moment, so you catching it real time. Instagram it'd be like it could have been two, three, four days later. It's like, bro, I seen this already. You're late. Welcome to the party. Instagram like the Instagram like a step parent. Like, bro, you're not even my mom though, so you can't tell me what to do. And everything on Instagram is just what you see on. It's all like that. I'm I'm over it. Yeah. Anyway. That's a whole other conversation. But Neek, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who the freak Neek is. Not trying to say she freak Neek, but just saying. <laughs> um, for the right person, you are right. <laughs> I'm Neek. Um, I go by Mo and Neek. Um, I'm 32. I work at a hospital. I'm back in school. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Because you know, in life, we all want to do so much. And you got to kind of figure out your lane and where you want to go. So, I feel like I'm in that period now. Shout out to you going back to school, okay? Magic 32 and you're sprinkling black girl magic going back to school. Because that shit is not easy. And I know you be going through it because I'm like, yo, I don't see Nico here as heavy. She got schoolwork. It got to be the schoolwork. It got to be the schoolwork. It's such, like, an adjustment going back to school. Time management got to be on some crazy, crazy. Yeah, and I, I have no time management. It's like... <laughs> I'll be doing so much because, like, you know, I like to go to the gym. And I've done to, you know, so now I kind of had to cut back on the gym time. Then my son, he was doing basketball and Little League. We just stopped the Little League. So with that schedule, it's like I didn't have enough time. I would take my little tablet. I got, like, a Surface Pro. Okay, come on, Surface Pro. Yeah, I would take it with me, and I would be, like, reading. Is he at the basketball practice or doing an essay? He had a Little League game. I was trying to do my essay because, you know, it's a deadline. You have to have right. And it's been an adjustment. But shout out to the fact that your son is in actual extracurricular activities. Because I feel like starting him young... He's going to look at nothing else like what everybody else is doing. He's not going to want to follow the crowd like, oh, that's what y'all doing. Nah, I wasn't raised off that. Like, that's not my vibe. Like, I know better. Like, that's not on me because I know I can do better because I know what I'm capable of. So, shout out to you for that. Thank you. 
Shout out to you for that. Because most parents wait until later years when they're in their teens. It's like, yo, you had time to groom them younger to know what it what? is to have to deal with stuff. Because, you know, kids don't like losing, learning sportsmanship, adversity, dealing with other people, being a team player. Those are key components to life in general. So teaching that to him young, you the GOAT. You the GOAT. Yeah, it's a lot. But he got to do something. I didn't do anything as a kid. You know, I went to school, but I didn't have any extracurriculars after school. But no one's in after school, too. And they don't be doing nothing. In it, you know, so. They just let them do whatever. Because in this day and age, this is a generation being raised by the internet. Yeah. And then he got to get out the house. Because he's one of those kids. TikTok. Go outside and play. And when the street lights come on, bring it behind the house. Yeah, exactly. He got to come up at one thirty, but he also playing basketball right now. <laughs> Period. So let's get started. This episode's called Superwoman because it's called Super Mom, actually, because Neek is a super mom. Period. That's just it. Okay. So we're going to go ahead. I know it's June, but we still going to go ahead and give the flowers when they can be given because technically she's playing both roles right now. Yeah. And I know it's not easy. And I know y'all be like, oh, I already know a lot of y'all niggas like, oh, but it's father. I'm not negating the father's. But there's some mothers who are put in situations where they have to play both roles. And Nika's one of them. But now, yeah. Yeah, his father is incarcerated for, you know, for a little bit. So, until further notice, Nika's playing mom and dad and she's doing a hell of a job. Because from what I'm seeing, Noah has, well, she, he's well-mannered and he ain't giving too much. Period. Thank you so much. And when people say that, I'm like, thank you. It feels good that people can see what you do. Like, the people in my building, they've seen me since day one. I mean, you know, I grew up here. Well, I grew up here since I was 16. But they've seen Noble all his life. And they be like, you do such a good job with him when we see him. Even when he's not with you, he always speaks. He asks how we doing. He opened the door. Which is crazy because I feel like, you know, you when, well, you don't know yet. But when you do have children, or you know if you want to, I want to push that on nobody. I'm not. I, I, you know, at, at some point down the line, God blessing you with that opportunity. Yeah, yeah no rush because it, it's a lot of work. But they be like, you know, you do good. And it feels good. Right. You know? It feels good. I'm still low key mad at him for him losing them Jordans, though. I'm still low key mad at him myself. I'm not buying him expensive stuff no more. I mean, we can get into that later. I want to get into your questions, but buying, like, his father is one of those people, like, I want him to be in Gucci. I want him to be in this. And he buy it. He buy the Gucci's. And he'll buy the product. No, I had on, like, a whole Gucci outfit for one Christmas. And I can't do it because I see Noah, and he'll have them same Gucci's on, and he'll run through the dirt. And not care. Yeah, them socks, Balenciaga's, he got them for Noah, and Noah was playing in the dirt. You know, he's a kid. Right. So, and to lose Jordans, Jordans ain't nothing like Gucci's, you know, but that was expensive. But I want to say, because the way Jordans was when we was kids for like $90 ain't the same now when you're paying 180 for one pair and they're going to grow out of them. Yo, I paid $150 for those sneakers and now they just gone. Like, and this, I don't know where they, where he lost them at. He changed his shoes for Little League. He put them in his cleats. He go to the Truman to play basketball. It's just like, it's so much. Unlike me, I'm the same kid got the same Jordans from when I was in first grade. Oh, yes, because from little, you can't. I was caring. My mom, like, you still got these. My mom trying to throw them out. I said, ma'am, you touch my flu games. It's going to be me and you because that's in the original box and they're in pristine condition. We're going to have a real problem, ma'am, because that's literally money you're about to throw away. I had to show my mom StockX to show her for her to understand the value of me. She was like, you always buying sneakers. I'm like, if I show you my StockX and my investments, 
you would see I literally can pay your reverse mortgage back with just eight pairs of sneakers. With sneakers. That's crazy. And you got to send me a picture of the box because you said it's from first grade. Yeah, it's at my mom's house. That's why I was like, I, I, I had to hide it because I'm like, ma'am, don't do this. She's like, but this, these are some dusty sneakers that you don't even wear this size. I'm like, do you understand the... First of all, these are the flu games. Do you understand when Jordan played when he had the flu? You know the chick... Man, we're not even going to go into this. I'm not going... Just don't touch my sneakers. Right. Don't touch... But plus, that was the first pair of Jordans my dad bought for me when me and him connected. So you're not touching a memory. Even though I got a pair now from my big feet now. But the point is, it's a memory. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. Little do people know, like, kids remember stuff like that. They remember those type of memories. They remember those bonds. That was the first pair of sneakers my dad bought me that were sneakers that him and I picked out together. So, no, you're yeah. not throwing out a memory. And then it became a tradition. Yeah, and that started your love, maybe. You exactly, know? in my collection. You ever saw the movie um, Inside Out? I haven't. It's, I, I think that's the name of it. It's the movie with the emotions and the little girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they got one called now, but they come out with like one called The Elements or something. Elemental or something. Yeah, well, one second. I think I have to pause. Hopefully, I put the right lock on the door. My mother's like, If not, go ahead. Handle your business. We good. I'm trying to have mom locked out the crib. Okay. <laughs> you got mom locked out the crib. I know. And she be mad when I do it. So, so Would you be trying to be safe and protective? The world crazy. Yeah. But in like in the movie Inside Out, she got these um these emotions and the things that she go through in her life they call like cool emotions. I gotta watch it. I know it's on DT. I've seen it on Disney Plus, but I know they're coming out with like a part three with like the elemental is what they're trying to have, like a derivative from the original that movie. I'm gonna have to watch it. But that's that, the year. That is like a cool memory and it's you know, it's stemmed into other things. Exactly. And it's growth. And I feel like people too, therapy. I be telling my mom, my mom's like, don't be the time saying I'm the reason why you won't go to therapy. I'm like, no, you are. And so is my father. Both of y'all are the reason why I went to therapy. You don't want to hear it because you know it's the truth. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I go to therapy to learn how to deal with you because I know you with your baby boomer ass, you're not growing out your ways. So I got to be the change because you're not going to change. You think there's nothing yeah. wrong. And because you think there's nothing wrong, I have to find a solution to work around you and not be in a face of resentment and bitterness for what has happened. So you are a reason why I go to therapy. So she felt the way. I'm like, don't feel the way. It's a positive thing because I'm breaking a transgenerational curse. Be, be grateful. Child, she's talking about I went to one session. Okay. And what's your point? One session ain't doing nothing. One session ain't doing nothing. My mom said that. My mom went to one session. She thinks she went to one session and she fixed like Ayala. Girl, go sit down. I said, girl, I was going to therapy for seven years consistently before I made it an occasional monthly check-in. I still do monthly check-ins mm -hmm. because it's necessary. Like, I know a lot of work happens outside of the, the office, but I still need them check-ins because there's some tools that may be triggers that I'd be like, I don't know how I'm, I'm supposed to maneuver through this in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And it's healthy to go to, to therapy. I go to therapy, so... 
every black person, I say every black person to go to therapy because little do we know there's transitional trauma that we have trapped in our bodies that we might not know we have because there's unlearned behaviors that we think are normal. Right. And I they're agree. not normal. I agree. But anyway, let's get to these questions, girl. So how would you define a super mom? Ooh. How would I define a super mom? A super mom is a mom that does the best she can for her children and while taking care of herself is i feel like with super moms there's always a cape but even with the cape it's like the kid comes first but you know how they be like on planes like put your oxygen mask on first you tell a super mom they're like no i'm putting my kid's mask on first then i'll put mine's on goes first the kid always goes first but it's you know it's hard to put what a mom can do because I know me as a mom, but then I see how other parents parent and they still, you know, they do. Well, give us both perspectives. Give us how, let's give us, give Neek as super mom and what's Neek sees and other super moms. It's fine. We could do both. Because I don't think of myself as a, a super mom. I do. As a good mom for my son, you know, because I try to think about him. I think about his feelings. I take his feelings into account all the time and me and his father argue about it because he's more so like he's sensitive and he's sensitive because you sensitive <laughs> i feel like it's not about him being sensitive i want him to know that his feelings matter exactly and i don't want him to have to stifle them because then he'll get like you <laughs> and we don't need toxic masculinity we got enough of that shit rolling around in the atmosphere so I feel like that's a part of it. It's a part of listening to your kids because we all super mom this about our children, you know? Right. But your children make sure you a super mom because it's up to them. Right. So I feel like they more so give you the title, you know? They'll give you feedback because no one tell me about myself all the time. <laughs> but when he, when he says, like, like you we got into this thing with Little League the other day, which is kind of like why we stopped, why we stopped going. But he told me something, and he was upset by it. So I spoke to the president, and me and the president spoke about it. But when I handled it, he was, and he, he was just like, Mommy, thank you. Aww. Because like, he want to be defended, and he want to be forced. Exactly. And that's what, you know, that's when a super mom comes in. Because it's like, you know, you did something, and they felt. Away, oh, right. You know? Like right. all about my bell hooks. She'd be like, you know, you care for your kids. Ooh, that's my book, all about love. You know, Keisha. Keisha, Keisha put me, Keisha put me on too. Exactly. Okay, y'all know Keisha. Keisha, my cousin. Keisha is actually Neek's best friend, but like y'all heard Keisha way back in the beginning when I first started this podcast. Keisha, Keisha be in them books. Keisha be all about the knowledge. Yeah, she like read this book, get your healing on. Read it, get your healing on. So and and once I read it, I was like, yeah. Like, you look at love differently because the way Bell Hooks breaks down love in so many different compartments from like a lover as a companion, a lover as a mom, a lover as a person, a lover as a friend, a lover as just somebody who you just interact with. You just like, damn, love look like this on all these levels. Right. How you and you made a book out of this, my good girl? Broke it down and broke it down. That's why in those moments, that's when I feel like. I did something and it hit him emotionally because the kid is taken care of. He get everything he wants. He know he he eat when he right. wants to eat, play when he want to play. He got toys. You know he got the things that he wants. But I want him to feel loved. I don't want him to just say, right. Oh, great. 
No. Right. You want the immaterial because the material going to be there. It can come and go, but the immaterial is what is going to build him to be the man he is where when he has a girlfriend, he'll be like, uh, I don't need you to do nothing. My mom's okay, but this is what my mom raised me to be the man X, Y, Z. And that's going to be like, I feel like that's when you going to have your real super mom moment when he, when he, when this, when he, he, he grows into being. Yeah. And he'll be like, this is what my mom taught me. And he'll be like, oh, this, this is for my, this is me. This is, this is me. This is like, oh snap. This is me. Like, this is my remix. I don't need his dad to help you become one. So he can't. <laughs> it's, it's hard to, you know, discipline your son. Right. You know, as a woman. Because I don't want to have to be too aggressive with my son. And I'm still his mother. So right. I don't wanna... That's not your job. Yeah, I don't want to do none of Even that. Even though you got a village, but it's nothing like a father's love and attention. Yeah. Not right now. But not to, you know, I don't want to too much because he's a great dad. When, you know, but... He, you know, hopefully that's just heavy thought because he definitely needs that. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. So being that you became a mom at such a young age, how have the transitions in your pivotal years been? Like 21, 25, 30? Like, I know those is like different. Had, well, when I was 23. So 21, I was, you know, out here, but you know, <laughs> um, it was hard. It was hard and it was very sad. Because I feel like, well, around that time, I want to say I had my 22, 23, well, I had my 22, 23. And then it was, um, I was working at like Pier 1, so I wasn't making a lot of money. And it was just hard. <laughs> His father wasn't making a lot of money at the time. It was very hard. And um, I didn't work a lot because he was so small. Right. Home a lot. And you know, when you were in your 20s, you want to go out and party. But I wasn't one of the people in their 20s who wanted to party. I just wanted to be with my man. And then I had a baby. And it's like, damn, well, I'm home now, so I can't be outside. <laughs> but then I want to go outside now. Right, because I got a newborn and I need a break. Yeah, I want to go outside now. And I don't have one of them families where they're like, you can bring me your baby. I'll watch them. You can bring me your baby. They were like, listen, you got to raise your baby. We got stuff to do. And we don't want to. <laughs> don't and that's to. how it be. And that's how it would be, but they always kept time for me to work. I know, that's right. I work? Okay, we'll keep him. And then I was trying to go to school while he was little. So I went to school, and they were like, you got to go to school? We'll keep him. But if you think you're finna run the street, you're not doing that. <laughs> it was like, you got to pick this or that. Yeah. So I was a mom, and I worked, and I went to school. And it makes you a little sad. And, and I'm scared to say that, because when you say it to people, they're like, oh, no. But you chose, you deserve Nah. It. I hate them type people. Yeah, you know, it make you feel bad for just wanting a little life for yourself, you know? But you deserve it because you just push life out. So it's like, I deserve a break too sometimes. Like, I know this is a decision I made. You don't got to remind me because I look at my decision every day. And that's not a mistake, but it's a decision I am I know I made. But I also deserve some time to have some me time where it's like, I deserve to have some tranquility and peace in my life too where it's like, I want to do phonique, like... Nick was a person before Noah came. Like, hello, do y'all forget that? I want to have a little fun, and the little fun I want to have, I can't have with my baby then. <laughs> I got to Y'all not going to babysit, though? For real? I want to go to a party or something. And it's not like I'm going to try to abuse the privilege, but, you know, I just want to, you know, step outside one, you know, once. Let me see how the air feel. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, for the first couple of years, I really stayed home. And Keisha, she was always, come outside, come outside. Keisha never gave up on me. That's my girl, Falfa. <laughs> <laughs> Keisha don't quit. 
Just come outside. Well, everybody will stop inviting me. They wouldn't be a bother. Keisha, let's just come outside, girl. Just come outside. <laughs> and you know, Keisha love kids, so. Yeah, she wanted little godmothers. He got like three. <laughs> he, got, like, he is um crazy, and everybody wanted to be his godmother. So you know when people want to love your kids, you kids say no. It's like, that's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. Shout out to us godmothers for real, for real. Yeah. That don't have our own kids yet, because we be spoiling the hell out of our god kids. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, it takes you don't gotta get a girl don't apologize just call just be real let it flow girl let it flow he said you gotta trust your kid and i take that with me even now because she was like you're raising him so you should be able to trust him a little bit she said that when he was little he had to be like three but she was like you know trust your kid a little bit you know see what they do when they do anything you know that's a fact i can you know kind of trust myself because you know him better than me his mother right and you birthed him how you gonna sneak I know when he be, you know, I know. You just know the mannerisms. You know him. You just know him. And he got that connection with you that you feel like he going to be honest with you if there is something that needs to, like how you said with the whole softball thing, Little League, yeah. he, he going to be honest with you and tell like, your mom, I'm not really feeling this right now. And this is my problem. But that's what you want. You want that communication. You want that trust where there's a bond between y'all where there's open, open communication. You ain't got to like, oh, let me find out where he holding it in. Because, you know, a lot of kids... I know for me, a lot of stuff was held in for me. Like, trauma that happened. My mom didn't find out until like 15, 16 years later. And she felt the way about it. Like, when I first got raped, my mom didn't find out. I happened when I was 12. My mom didn't find out until I was 27. Oh, my God. My mom didn't find out until I was 27. And she felt bad about it. But it was like, did I fail as a parent? I'm like, you didn't fail as a parent. But it wasn't as comfortable for me to say, yo, ma, this is my issue. Because... You never made it where emotion was communicated. That's why I respect the fact that you like with Noah, like, I want him to feel. I want him to understand. Like, I want him to tell me about myself. Give me the constructive criticism because a lot of us probably not saying, you know, all of us, but a lot of us grew up where it's like, we ain't have that. It's like, you know, emotions are weak. Like, man up. Be strengthened. You know, you, you strong. You a woman. Baby, I'm a female. I'm not trying to be a man. I don't need to be manly. I don't need to protect myself all the time. I'm telling my mom all the time, like, this hyper-independence. You pushed this on me, and I'm breaking myself out of it because you were a single mom, and you felt showing emotion was weak, and that's not the case. Right. You raised me like a boy, and I'm not a boy. My dad was the same. I'm like, y'all wonder why I'm so rough around the edges. Y'all raised me like I was a son because y'all wanted a son, and I'm not a son. Mm. Yeah, think about me. Think about what I want. Yeah. Hello? Take my in into consideration. And y'all had me in every activity, but y'all never asked me, did I want to do it, how I felt about it what was going on how was i comfortable with the adults i was around because mind you if this happened when i'm 12 y'all had me all these different activities after that and y'all had no idea yeah yeah, yeah. so I, that's why i said i respect it uh-huh. the changing your parents and style because a lot of baby boomers them niggas is hard-headed it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy and, and i love my mom i love her so much but Times where I be going off in here, and I be like, because you know, and go, I'm a get you up, and she be like, Why you yelling? Why are you doing that here, kid? I'll be like, But you did that, and now I gotta try to find a way to not to do that. How you expect me to be a better mother than you? You all about you, all I do, and I have to constantly try to 
try to break apart what I deconstruct. Yeah, I have to break it down and break it down. And I don't want to, and she get kind of like defensive about it. And I don't want to hurt her feelings. Right. Feel like a lot of the, the way I parent my son and I love my son is because what she gave me. You know? Right. Build on what you gave me as a mother. But I also, you know, I, I also took some of that in too. Right. But I think Erica Badu said it best. And she's just like, our kids are always going to be the better versions of what we weren't able to provide or what we weren't able to receive. So like when she was talking about her, her mother, she was like, my great grandmother, my mother was the better version of her. And the extension of her is me and for me to be the better version of both of them. And then Mars and Puma are the better versions of all three generations together for us to come together to a space where the legacy is continued, but in a positive light, where there's not much trauma, where there's not much discord. It's a change yeah. in the dynamic. And I was like, yo, that's deep as fuck. Yeah. yeah. That's and deep. That's analogy for what it is and that's exactly what it is so i respect it so you've gone back to school as you said working full-time being a mom full-time you a plant mom as well full-time yeah, no, no. <laughs> this is my carrots when i say neek me all about her plants baby she about her plants honey like i'm waiting for them because you know like i'm in an apartment so i'm trying to do the best i could with the little bit of light you can get I ain't even mad. But see, in the midst of all of this, you're finding your, you know, finding time to work out continuously because I always see the gym flicks. So what motivates you to be so diligent in all these different aspects of your life? Um last year I had like the worst year of my life. For real? Never be embarrassed because you learn from it. And the fact that you're able to speak on it, which means you've learned from it, you were able to take from it. So that's a plus. It took a mental toll on me. And my friend said, my best friend, my other best friend, her name is Lopanya. That's like my sister. I knew her since I was like seven years old. And she was like, when you come out of this, you need to be in the gym. <laughs> you need to be doing this. You don't need to. Everybody need a real ass friend who gonna tell you about yourself. Like, bitch, get it together. You're slacking. Your crown is tilting. Fix your crown. Yeah, she was like, you will never need to be here again. You understand? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I was going to go to the gym. But my mother's in the gym. She's been in the gym. So I was just in my room and I was sad and I was crying. She was like, come to the gym. And so I went to the gym and it was good. And then we came home from the gym. I found out I was pregnant. And couldn't have that baby. It, the situation was just a mess. I felt like I couldn't do it. And then I had to start therapy. Because it was just Ooh. so much into that. Right. So I started therapy. And I started going to the gym just to get myself out the house. Right. Like when my body... You know, once it went through whatever it went through and it, you know? Right. It healed. I was like, I'll start going to the gym. And then I started going and I was going like in the morning. I see you was doing two two a days, girl. It couldn't be in my house. I feel you. 
I couldn't be in here. And I just tried to, like, do, you know, I kept going until it became a habit. So the gym and therapy, like, when people be like, you need therapy in the gym, it helped. Girl. It helped. Girl. And and therapy probably the biggest. And journaling. Girl. Yeah. My journal was on my messy bed. We be out here. Look, and prayer. Prayer be another one. Yeah. Yeah, prayer, spirituality for real. Because it's real. It's real. I'm like, people be trying to say all the time, they're like, how you going pray, but then you also do crystals? I'm like, y'all clearly never heard about the breastplate of righteousness, have y'all? Did y'all know there was crystals in that breastplate? Mm. Okay, let's talk about it, because it's in the book of James. Okay, we want to go there. We can go there. Girl, don't don't get me started. That's for God. How I pray and how I worship that meeting, you know? They go, I feel like they go hand in hand, honestly. I feel like it's different things. Like, you know, because I'm a praise God. But right. I do things for my spirit. And it is, you know, think about it like that. Because it's what we were taught as blacks are the Western version of Christianity, which means it's not our original version. Because we go back to us. We were having, we were doing everything from the earth and organic and hoodoo and voodoo. All of that was something we were doing prior Following the drinking gourd, you think that was some logical thing Harriet Tubman did just off the rip, not knowing about constellation and star. The drinking gourd is a the constellation of stars. Stars are astrology. What do you mean that is the devil? Like, make it make sense. That's why I be looking at people like, do y'all really want to have this conversation with me? Because I will rip you to shreds. Please, please come try me. But they go hand in hand. So I'm like, you're not for me. So when I sage and people are like, oh, I don't like sage. Yeah, that means you're the devil. Get out. You don't need to be around oh, me. Yeah. I'll be sage down. Juniper, dragon's blood, rose petal sage. Baby, get away. Get away, get away. But even <laughs> still, back to you like that, I know that had to be like a dark time. Because I know you've been talking about extending your family for the longest. Yeah, and I'm so sad. I'm so sad. And I think about it now, and I get so sad. But you have every right because you're mourning still. And there's no time limit on grief. And you got to fill your feels in order to come to terms of what decision you made, but not just for, because, you know, it would have been selfish as hell if you would have been like, I'm going to just have to be because that's, I just want to extend my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I commend you for that because that takes some real, true strength and deep evaluation to say, like, this ain't the right situation to bring a, a, bring a child into. I don't know. I feel like I made the, I just, you know, I feel like I took the easy way out. Like, you know. It's not, though. I think the easy way out would have been you still progressing and going through the whole process, knowing in the back of your mind, you knew in your morals, like, this ain't right. It wasn't right, and I wanted more. And, and you deserve more. But trust me, that baby, that baby coming, that man coming, the extension of your family coming, we speaking it as it's already done. I am. I always manifest. I tell people that all the time. I am. I always manifest. You're going to get it. Just speak it. It's going to happen. Period. <laughs> That is a Virgo thing. That's it. I am. People be like, what? I'm like, I am. It's a Virgo thing. It is. It really is. It's a, it's a Virgo thing because it's not nothing we can do, but it's I, I am. Like, I am the person. The yeah. They going to do the work. I Period. Virgo more and more, but the Because we know what we want and we're not settling for it. So we know what we got to do to get there. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to grind. 
I've been grinding. Like, grinding is nothing crazy. My mom was like, where was you at last night? Because she got my location. I was like, I went to a concert. She said, for what? I was like, I really just went to the concert. I can be able to get my jacket to the person that I went to the concert for. She said, did you do it? I'm like, yeah. She was like, so you really are out here making jackets and getting them to... Yes, I'm grind. It's grind season. Yeah, I see her. I told him to bring his... <laughs> he 13 minutes late. It's grind season though. Like I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't be like, oh, face without works is like they say, faith without works is dead. If I'm not meeting God halfway trying to put in the work of what I want, I can't expect the outcome of recognition if I ain't doing the work that need to be done. So if I'm not grinding, promoting myself, that's a problem I have. Promoting myself and putting myself out there. What am I I can't expect no return? That's true. You gotta hustle. You have to hustle. It's a grind. Like my mom like, so what's this gonna come with your relationship? Okay, now you're in a whole nother category. Mind your business. Stay out of my business. Don't do that. Your but she's trying to figure out what my relationship, my relationship status. Ma'am, I'm not telling you nothing until it's somebody I know is confident that is enough to bring you home. Don't worry about me, sweetheart. What a worry about you with your little boo that you got in Florida. Don't worry about me, honey. Worry about you. She think I don't know. That's why I'm going to her homecoming to be a, a chaperone. You ain't about to be out here busting it wide open. And you know she a sag like you. Don't play with me. outside. She was like, you know, I got to get the fire and desire. I said, yeah, you're Sagittarius ass. I'm sorry. I love that for her. Girl, please don't gas her because she thinks she's so I'm cute. party sad because my dad is a sad and he is not a party sad. She is a sad that he and I. Listen, you come to the barbecue, you will see Jackie. She be on it. And that's why I didn't put that in the text message, but everybody who know, know what's up. Yeah. Jackie be with it. She be oh, with this really? shit. What? Every, my I went home to one pearled for me. How about that? I go home. Every time I go home. I'm real I'm real reserved. You know, Keisha know though. Okay. Of course Keisha though. But girl, what? Yes. I got a whole mask. Okay, yeah. I didn't know. I be with the shits. I I participate in recreational activities. I like that. I like that. I, I just, that. you know, I just be low-key. Everybody don't need to know my business. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll you, you know. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. But trust me, if I if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have been able to went through my process for Delta because I would I would have been ready to smack heads left and right. That was my woosa. You know what I'm saying? Honor roll was real for me. Honor roll was real. It was real honor roll for me when yeah. I was online, okay? Because that 3.0 didn't happen just magically. That helped? Because I feel like that's what I got to stop doing to keep... Girl. Doing this and then I'll be like... Oh, no. Oh, that was my saving grace to keep me sane. Because then I would start... Oh, the Virgo in me. Start overthinking when I know stuff and then I would forget it. And I'm like, I just need to relax, relate, release. Let me relax, relate, release. And that was it. And, that, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, Tanya's a Virgo. That's my best friend. And she can... And do it like she be, she be like yeah I'm gonna get high and then I'm gonna go get my nails done my feet done I'm gonna go to the it's some energy for Virgo placements it's the energy booster for Virgo placements it gets us productive because like when I do it I'm rising I don't have it I don't know I think my Taurus outweighs all of that because you know Taurus we just like I just want to be yes yes <laughs> yes. Be 
And that's really me. And it's my moon, so yeah. Oh yeah. So then that's not yeah. The Virgo not really trying to tap in, tap in for you. It's more so when you deal with like emotions that the Virgo come in. It's like this is my standard. This is what I want. Checklist, checklist, checklist. You're not meeting the check. What is going on? This is not what I asked for. This is yeah. not on my menu. And I know everything. I'm like, listen. He's this. He's that. Da 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 da. So how does this match with me? Does this is this compatible enough to meet my? St- Are you on my caliber? Yeah, but right now I'm done. <laughs> so being a single mom, what is your bond like with Noah? Because clearly we know it's a strong one. If you're looking out the window, like, hey, your ass supposed to be up here at one thirty. What's going on? Yeah, finish. I'm on his behind, but um, my bond. I feel I don't know how to describe it because I feel really attached to my son. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now I'm in a place where I'm trying to give him his independence because he's a boy. And it's I see the difference now with boys and girls because I have a son. Right. You know? And it's, I probably wouldn't let my daughter do, but I would let my son do. And I would let my daughter do things if she was with my son. Exactly. Because your big brother got you. And that's how it should be. I think that's dope. But I also feel like given that the world is not as how it used to be when we were growing up, because I don't feel like a lot of us, I won't say a lot of us, I know for me, I wasn't going to my mom about a lot of shit. Like, what what to you is the top priority preparing him for the adversities of the world? I try to Done, done. I feel like that's more so a boy's aspect too, because some girls. Yeah. I don't feel like with girls, like girls, I feel like they learn at a young age, depending on your upbringing, to be catty, and it's like you fight and you gotta go back at it. Like, it's like that's the end all be all. I'm more like a dude where my dad raised me and my sisters where we could fight and he'd be like, all right, y'all make up. Like, it's not that deep. Like, get over it. It's not that deep. Like, what happened yesterday is yesterday. You can't carry that shit for the rest of your life. Like, so what happened yesterday is affecting today. That means that you're messing up your whole day over something that was a whole 24 hours ago. Does that make sense to you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's time when no one gets into stuff at school. Like, he, he was like, it's this one kid and they friends, but they fight. You know, he was like, he came and he started picking on me and da 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 da. And I'm like, but. Exactly. 
be saying because it's not going on with me. I don't like what's going on here. So I got to check it. Right. right. You know, and then you just be not- taking a step back and I'd be like, oh, so when you be trying, okay, so I can see with you, it's the issue. And then it'll let you know also like when people try to project, like there's a lot of friends over this last couple of months I've lost, like friends I literally grew up with from childhood. And I'm like, damn, we're no longer homies. But it was just like, because I was keeping a relationship going, but I had to step up and be like, it ain't me, it's you. You the problem. But I can't be mad because you got some shit going on internally that I don't want that energy in my atmosphere while you're figuring that shit out because you don't know how to handle it and you're not taking the proper precautions to know that it's bigger than you where you just can't focus on it by yourself. So if you don't see nothing wrong, I can't be around you because you can't spill that shit over. And I'm an empath. You can't spill that shit over your head because I'm going to feel it. Get the fuck away from me. Be gone, Satan. Oh, not today. Uh Uh-uh, not today, beloved. You got to go to... And mom's like, oh, I can understand. But I have to tell my mom sometimes, like... A lot of what I do is not because I've always been a people pleaser. Virgos are people pleasers. Virgo placements are people pleasers. So I've been so used to pleasing people my whole life for aesthetic and, you know what I'm saying, trying to get the respect and attention that I'm at the point old enough. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck what you feel about. I'm going to fuck how you feel. It is It is what it is. How you feel. Sorry, you feel that way, but I'm not apologizing. I said what I said when I said it. The way that the black family is structured, they raise people pleasers. Hello? That's how I feel. I feel like I was raising people pleaser because when I was told to do something, it wasn't a choice. It was you gonna do this. And now that I'm grown and I'm expecting people to do for me, they like, oh, you don't, you don't. They don't gotta do nothing for you. Right. I'm like, do nothing for me, but I had to. Like, I don't understand the disconnect. Did this just out when I grew up? Because when I was a kid, I didn't have no choice. Right. So I don't understand now. It's- and then it'd be hard because you try to find people who are in the same realm who understand that and are able to match the same energy you give. So it'd be hard. And like, And it's hard in friendships, but harder in fucking relationships. Because you'd be like, why does it feel like I'm pulling teeth for something so simple? It's simple to you, but to others it'd be on some shit like, you're asking for the 10th power when you only need to be on the first. And it's like, really? Is it? Or it's just that you're just basic? Like, I feel like it's relationships. <laughs> friendships all night i'm not getting it's hard i ain't gonna hold you like and i was talking to the girl last night i met at the concert and she was like you've been out here five years you got no set group of friends i was like let me tell you something baby one thing for sense two things for sure i am a popular loner i am okay with my own company i will sit in the house by myself i've been living by myself for the last nine years it's just me myself and i hello but I don't mind having friends but i'm an introvert so it don't bother me like being by myself even the pandemic i love that shit don't talk to me. You have no reason to talk to me and be around me. I was okay with that shit. I was happy. Mm-hmm. But now that the world's opening up and I'm like, oh, I got to actually learn people and meet people and go places. It's not an issue because I can acclimate, but it's just like, now I got to go through all these different energies of emotions because now that I've been in therapy, I'm cognizant and aware of what to look out for as red flags and friendships. What is a green flag? What's something that's neutral that could be worked on and got to give it patience? Like, it's a lot to factor in. It's like, doing that for each person I encounter is a lot of energy and a lot of work. I agree. So it's like, who want to do that every time they encounter a person? How about they just sit my ass in the house then? Forget it. I haven't made new friends in a long time, but I mean, like, you know how you work jobs and you kind of pick up. Yes. I met a lot of cool from jobs people that i still mess with right that's how it is listen me and you met through keisha yeah and, and, I, and like that. i met a lot of people through keisha that i'm really close to dara you like i meet good people like all of us everybody that i meet i'm like 
everybody I meet fits. Like the people that I brought from my life, um, Chris Ali, Ariana, they mesh. Othanya kind of knew Keisha because we went to high school together. But Othanya, me, and Dara, everybody, we all get along really well, and I'm grateful. Cause you know things could go different. Girl, listen. So they be telling you not to mix your worlds. I'm like, you gotta be careful when you with the world you mix because you gotta know what friends are able to mesh with what, know their personalities. No, cause I got friends who are real standoffish and it'll come off bitchy and real unapproachable and like standoffish and you'd be like, ew, I don't wanna be around them. And I have friends who make assumptions or first impressions and don't try to uncover layers. So it's like I'm not gonna put y'all two together because I know what you're gonna do and I know how you're gonna take it, and it's gonna be a whole I don't got time at some point. Forget it. I'm going to just not even bother. But I know I got people like you, Keisha. It's like, if I bring out around my people, it's going to be a vibe. It's always energy. So it's going to be positive. Like, they're going to kick it with you. They're going to be cool. Y'all going to kiki. Not saying y'all going to be best friends, but they're going to feel your energy and it's going to be that. And it's, they're going to try to un unravel the layers to know who you are. Yeah. You just got to know. I'll be like, who is this new person that you want to have? Like, why am I not enough? Because Akisha was like, yeah, my best friend, Nick, because she used to talk about you all the like When I first met Akisha, she used to talk about you all the time. And I'm like, who is this Nick? Like, who is Nick? She's like, yo, we have our, we had our differences. But, she's like, but that's my bitch. That's my bitch for life. I'm like, y'all are both fire signs. Hello. Fire and fire. Y'all are only able to make a bigger flame. Yeah, I'm not surprised y'all have y'all differences, but, but the point is y'all see each other. Other people in the group, and then other people started going away, and they started going out to schools and leaving, and then it was like down to four of us, and out of the four of us, it was them two, and it was me and Keisha. <laughs> and that's that. I'm like, y'all are best friends. Y'all are come back. Like, my best friend right now, her and I, I'm taking a break, a best friend break. I said, bitch, I love you, but I need a break from you. Because you got way too much going on with your energy that is affecting my energy, and I don't have the capacity for it. I love you, but at this present moment, I'm not liking how you moving. Mm -hmm. She respected it, but she understands, like, I know Jess. At least she keeping it a stack. Yeah, because you got too much mess. I don't... You too old for that shit. Like, pick and choose. Like, you're not going to come to me with the same battle, and you're not trying to win the war. Girl, find a way to find a weapon and figure it out. Mm. I'm like, I'm the mess. Child, and mind you, me and her are both earth signs. She's a Capricorn. I'm a Virgo. So we be all the time. Girl, we don't go like this all the time, but we know each other well enough to know when we step back from each other and there be no conversation, we know we got on each other's nerves and we'll talk about it after, but we give each other space. We don't address it right then and there, but we let it, we let it simmer. Like I texted yesterday about the whole barbecue and I told her, she was like, I'm in. She was like, and I know you're not really feeling me. I ain't have to say shit. I know you're not really feeling me right now. As long as you know. Exactly. As long as you know, I love you, but I don't like you right now at the moment. At the moment. And I think that's the problem. Like, people be trying to say, oh, I can't. No, you don't try to work it out. Like, I communicate. But until you have time to have a conversation, I'm not texting shit. Like, we're going to have a grown woman conversation face to face. I'm not doing this dumb shit. Like, let me know when you have time to have a conversation. Until then, I'm not feeling you. I'll go in about the yeah, interview about the kids. <laughs> Anyway, she be like, listen, you got a problem, you got to tell me right now. And I'm not to say I don't want to go at it right now because I'm really mad. So I'll be like, let me take a couple days. Maybe I cannot say nothing. You know, maybe I can be like, let me take a couple days, but
And then I thought I could get over it and I couldn't get over That's it. That's not happening. Not happening. Period. So, you have a village that keeps you grounded. How important is it as not just as a black woman, but a mom to have a village? Oh, my God. It's so important. It's so important. And you see on, like, I don't know. You see on television how important it is when a woman has health. They're happier. They're healthier. They be glowing. Skin be clear. They be depressed. And and people make you feel bad for, for not being happy. And, you know, your kids don't give you everything. You do not get everything. That part. That people, oh my God, the love I was looking for. I found that in my kids. Your kids show you a love that you don't know you're capable of giving. They don't give it back. (laughs) But, you know, give it back for quite some years. Because kids are quite selfish. But they show you the love that you're capable of giving for sure. Because you don't love nobody more than you love your child. Of course. But you got to keep yourself happy. You know, and it's easy to love your kid. It's, that's probably the easiest love there is. Loving yourself, that takes more work. And especially when you don't know yourself and you start to move. Ooh, you said it right there when you don't know yourself. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead and preach on this Sunday. It gets worse when you become a mother, I feel like. I feel like I still don't know myself. You know, I don't know the things I like to do that make me so happy. My therapist be like, what do you like to do? I was like, I don't know. I'm talking to you about me. Like, <laughs> like what i feel as black women like i can't speak on the mom part but i feel as black women we are easier to be able to find like while you were just saying how you can ask me like what makes me happy but i bet you she asks you what pisses you off or what triggers you you can be able to give like a list like that but would ask you what makes you happy it's like that should that should not be it should be easier for me to tell me what makes me happy than it is for me to tell you what's my trigger but we've been so conditioned to look at the negative connotation of stuff because again it's passed down with something that we're trying to deconstruct that your mother be like oh i don't like how you did this oh i don't like that i don't like how you shaped in this and i don't like how you're looking in that and don't go outside looking like this but it was never oh you look good in this or hey i like how you did this and i like how you're able to express that right it makes sense so it's like, I feel black women are conditioned to just look at the negative before the positive. And it makes it hard. minutes late past his time frame he's supposed to be there 30 but back in the house 30 minutes ago and he just now getting in the crib he said i was balling ma damn see now it's like my show gotta hit me go crazy <laughs> <laughs> no one's getting in the house and stop playing it went very late yeah what's up with you get in the house lock the door <laughs> <laughs> no said i got you ma but i'm on my time he said I'm on my time. <laughs> no, he said I'm on my time, Mom. I respect you, but I'm on my time. That's why I'm not beefing on him. Cause I looked, I went to the phone, I seen him. <laughs> he said I got you, Mom. I'm coming home. Just give me an extra thirty minutes. <laughs> At least he liked being outside. <laughs> being outside but yeah the village is very important my mom and my grandma are my everything and it's hard because i don't get along with his father's side mm. 
Um, if I get along with his father, it's shaky, but at the heart of things, we have a bond. You know, we know each other since we were kids. So we have a bond. We know each other well enough, you know? Mm-hmm. But his family, they don't get it. And so I don't get along with them at all. They Spanish, they Dominican, so. Oh, Noah's an Afro-Latino like me. <laughs> yes. But if you ask Noah, Noah, what are you? He'd be like, I'm Dominican. <laughs> Yo, my mother to this day, she be like, she be calling Puerto Ricans Miki Mikis. I'm like, girl, stop playing in my freaking face like that. Like she called me earlier, she was like, Why you got that stupid ass flag on your head? I'm like, Why you why you had sex with a Puerto Rican then? It is what it is. You made the choice, not me. I ain't asked to be Afro Latina. You made that choice for me, my guy. You sound like Nova right now. So today's Puerto Rican Day Parade, I'ma rep my set. What's good? They do got a parade. Do they? Yeah. They got a Dominican Day Dominican Day Parade is not as big as Puerto Rican, but Dominican Day Parade, they be having one. When? I think it's like, I want to say it's in like May or something normally, like May or July, but it's like in the summer. Okay, so maybe we missed it or maybe we didn't. Yeah, because my friend used to go all the time, like my homegirl, because you know, my homegirl, my, like one of my good friends is Puerto Rican. And yeah, she be going all the time. She used to go all the time. His father is one Oh, it's in August. It's actually August 13th. Okay, so maybe I'll go. His father wanted them Dominican. Yeah, August 13th. They have it. It's not as big as Puerto Rico's because it's nationally televised, but yeah, it's August 13th. Yeah, you know Puerto Rico, you know, everybody be outside. It's today. It's actually on, but I got to mute it. So I was outside. I was like, yo, I'm going next year. F that. I'm going next year, even if I go by myself. Huh? You could have told me. We could have scheduled later. Girl... I don't care. Listen, I'm not even there to listen. First of all, I'm fine with it because I'm not home to experience it myself. So watching it on YouTube is not taking nothing from me. I hear you. Yeah, I seen it. I'm good. Next year though, I'm gonna be in the scene. Period. I hear that. Even my mom was like, "You gonna go by yourself?" I said, "Why do I need people? Like you keep forgetting I'm the kid that will go anywhere by myself. Like I don't need." entourage i will go if i want to go do something i'm going to do it i'm a virgo if i want it done i'm going to do it then that must be me too because i always do stuff by myself we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that because that's literally my next question you recently took a solo international vacation for your last birthday tell me how invigorating that experience was for you and what was the highlight of your trip um, I'm a Sagittarius, so you know we're very impulsive. And I'm like, I'm trying to plan my birthday, and I'm not a planner. I don't plan nothing. I'm like, I dread birthdays. I dread when my son's birthday comes. I dread when my birthday comes because it's like, damn, now I got a plan. You know? I hate planning. So I'm just like, I'm going to go. And I know I didn't get nobody enough time to be like, oh, we're going to go with you. And we can take the top off. And we can do this. We can do that. I'm just, and then I feel a lot of, like, pressure with, like, expecting people to go, because I don't expect people to do nothing for me. So I'll be like, let me just go, because I don't want to weigh in, and I don't want my feelings hurt if they can't go. Right. So I'll be like, let me just do it myself. And so I'm not going to reject her. But anyway, I'll just, like, let me go. And it was nice. You know, I was scared, because everybody be like, oh, Mexico, they won't kidnap you. Bro. My mom was, and that was, you went literally not too far after that, um, Sean, Sean Drella, Sean Drella craze, that whole, that whole. Yeah, yeah, okay, because her friends did that to her. Right. So, so I was like. 
When I say Neek was having the time of her life, but I was looking at her IG, I was like, yes, Neek. My girl was on the balcony. She was at the beach. Like when I got Yeah, I peeped that. That live, that that little, them, them stories was litty. I was like, yo, honestly, truly, you motivated me to be like, I'm taking a solo trip next year for my 34th. Fuck that shit. I'm out by myself. I love- yeah, I brought my Oh yeah, I don't play that shit because the cartel be real. When I went to Mexico, that's how I was. We didn't leave a fucking resort for real. Yeah, once I made it to a resort, I didn't take no chances. I'm just stay here. But I feel like when you take solo trips, there's so much more you get to appreciate of culture because you're not forced to be like, I'm in a group. We gotta go do this. We gotta go do that. It's like I get to just venture out and just like meet people. Because I feel like even like one of my favorite public figures, Javicia, just took a birthday trip to Hawaii and she met like mad people and she went from island to island but it was her solo trip for like her 36th birthday and it was like the way she just was living life was just amazing like she met people who was like they came back to her room and they got her birthday cake and everything it was like yo it be the vibes like it be if you like i personally feel like you meet the right people when you do stuff by yourself i feel that way because like i just said last night when i went to this concert i met like two people and ran into one of my old homegirls from jersey who i didn't even know who moved out here and i was like yo what the fuck she's like i knew you by your hair i'm like yo son i thought that was you but i know that was you but it's crazy like i feel when you do something by yourself you just open more yourself for more opportunities because you're not so vigilant to worry about if this person's okay if that person's okay like when it's more about i'm here i'm the only person that can fuck up my vibe so it's on me and she was having her first baby and I talked to her about that because you know moms for some reason we always find each other 
We see each other. We see each other. I ain't mad at it. Y'all need to go take if anybody when I mean, y'all see me out next year and I'm out on somebody island or I'm in somebody European country, mind your business. Cause Jackie keeps telling me, You're not going nowhere by yourself, but you got my location. So if something happens, just call nine one one from wherever I'm at. Once my dad found out that I had went away by myself, he was very mad at me. He had called me on my birthday, and thank God it was Mexico. He was able to get me fine, but I didn't tell him where I was. I didn't tell him I left the country or anything. I just was like, I'm home. I'm fine. And once I came back, I was like, yeah, I was in Mexico. I feel like too many black people got passports but don't use them. Like, everybody just want to go, like, to local places. Like, I'm the one that's extravagant, probably because at a young age, like, my mom was like you. I was playing basketball overseas. I had the opportunity to play overseas in the Netherlands. That was my first experience out the country, and it was without her. So I got to experience Europe at a young age doing something I love. So I've never been the type of, like, I'm not trying to go to, I'm not trying to go anywhere in the United States that's local. I want to go international. But that's because my mom exposed it to me at such a young age. It's like, I'm, I want to go to Aruba. I want to go to Australia. I want to go to Greece. I want to go to places that are not so close in the Caribbean. Forget the Caribbean. Take me to places where I can learn some culture. I hear that. I hear that. I want a vacation, but I hear that. I do want to see Europe, though. I want to go to London. And because my dad is part Italian, I want to go to Sicily, because that's where his family's from. Oh, that's nice. I want to go to Sicily. Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. Nick, I don't need a passport to go there. But I want to go to Puerto Rico still. I want to eat the I haven't been to Puerto Rico in over 30 years. Last time I went, I was three years old. Yeah, you don't want to go back? I do now, but they're still, you know, after Hurricane Maria, there's a lot of rebuilding that they're doing that's not fully renovated. Like, my family's from Verques, and that's known for, like, as a little island. Like, when I, when I say at night that the, the water is beautiful, like, you know how, like, the water lights up? It's one of them situations because of the, the it's sea creatures. Like, it's luminescent. Like, it's beautiful. Bioluminescence. Like, it's amazing. But a lot of the island is cut off because of Hurricane Maria where they're still trying to rebuild it. But it's a refuge for, like, it's an animal rescue refuge. So it's, like, wild horses, like, all these indigenous animals, endangered animals. I have a questrophobia, so you won't catch me on no fucking horse. That's a long story that we ain't going to get for today. But to put a long story short, I was 12 years old, had to get a Girl Scout badge for horse riding. Motherfucker trolloped. I fell on horse shit, and I ain't been fucking with a horse ever since. And that was 2002. And we good on that note. We good. It's, we good on that note. So I don't fuck with horses. But a question phobia, yeah, I'm good off that. But it's the fact that, that y'all have all these indigenous endangered animals that are living on this island that feel free and it's not like they're confined to feel like... Yeah, like they're going to be hunting and stuff. That's right. Cool. So it's an animal ref refuge and I love it. Wildlife refuge. I love it. So I want to go back. If I go, everybody be going to Ponce or Bayamon or, you know, San Juan. Everybody goes to the normal culture places. But I'm like, y'all know there's other islands like, you know, Colomera. There's Calmuria. There's all those things like Vierques. Like there's islands outside of these islands that you have to take ferries. But the experience of the culture is so rich that it's just like you would not want to be on the mainland because there's so many others that are more indigenous. Like, Verkes is more indigenous, where it's like native people, because they're literally people who came from South America before they were colonized by the Spaniards. Mm. So there's a lot of black people that you see that are speaking Spanish. Yeah. That's why when people yeah. are like, oh, you Puerto Rican, I'm like, oh, your dad don't look Puerto Rican. I'm like, my nigga, if you go to Verkes, the melanin is unmatched, okay? The melanin is how it is where it's in Brazil. Like, 
they're black people. No, they was getting at me on Twitter, but I wouldn't know. I mean, when you see the Victoria's Secret model, they were white looking. Yeah. Like, the percentage in Puerto Rico and Vergas is like 45% white, but it's 38% black. So it's not that much of a difference. Yeah. I gotta see these places. Girl, we gonna go to Puerto Rico and go to Vergas. That's that's my that's where my people from. Girl, listen, that's the place I want to go. Like, there's so much to explore, but I just want people to, to get out the mindset of just the Caribbean. Like, there's more to travel with your passport outside the Caribbean. Like, experience the you know the Leaning Tower, Pisa. Experience Paris and looking at the Eiffel Tower. Like. Go to Australia and realize that there's five different time zones. Like, have the experience. I want to have time, you know? Like, I want to be able to get on a train and, you know, and go from this country to this country because it looks so simple. It's Let like, me tell you, for my 30th, before the Panini happened in 2020, I had planned my European Grand Tour, which was yeah. we were going to go into Spain, fly to Portugal, go to Lisbon in Portugal, and then we were going to go ahead and explore because the flights were cheap as hell and take a train, like, and explore Europe. Yeah. I had planned that for two years and then the pandemic happened. You know how pissed I was? Damn. But I still want to do it because I want to recreate the Cheetah Girls. Oh, you gotta God. strut like you mean it. Free your mind is not enough just to be it. <laughs> like, I really wanted to reconnect, re, re, like, recreate the Cheetah Girls. That's why I'm going to go to Barcelona. I love that. And I'm still going to do it. I just don't know when, but I'm going to do it. Why? I mean, Cheetah Girls is cool, but I like Lizzie McGuire. Remember, this is what dreams. I'm so made up. That's my joy. Yeah, I was in Italy. <laughs> I want to go to Italy too. Like I'm telling you, like I want, I want to go to Italy to experience authentic pasta, cause they make their pasta from scratch. So I want to experience that. I don't have the patience for that. I still make Italian food, but I don't have the patience for that. I want the authentic Italian cuisine because I want to say how y'all eat this much pasta and don't be fat as hell. But that's because they walk everywhere. That, like, they eat other places and they don't gain the weight that people gain in America. Because they walk everywhere. Like, literally, Italy, you walk everywhere. Like, it's not that many people that got cars. Scooters. Huh? They be on the scooters. That too, but a lot of people walk. Like, a lot of stuff is, like, uphill, downhill. Like, where they live is uphill or downhill and there's, like, no elevator. Like, they're taking steps. I would go to Sicily only because my melanin wouldn't be a problem because it's close to Africa. Sicily close to Africa? Yeah. I need to take geology. <laughs> Sicily is like Africa's here and Sicily is like right here. I gotta pull that up on my phone. That's why when you look at a lot of Sicilians, they have an olive undertone because a lot of them are like, they have some African descent in them. Girl, listen, I'm a nerd. I'll be looking up stuff like that. <laughs> yes, girl. Like it, it's it's like it's not far like at all. It's like um yeah, it's not far at all. Like Sicily next to the border of Africa, literally, it's like a little like a, a border of water that separates Sicily from Africa. Yeah, that's cool. So when you look at when you pull it up on the map, you can be like, "Damn, that's close as hell." I promise you. I see, yeah. 
Sicily. Oh, well, it's an island. Yeah. And then, like, you look at Tunisia. Tunisia's literally at the top of Africa. Like, they're that close. So there's a lot of melanated Italians. That's why like, people are like, oh, Italians are white. I'm like, are they really? Because a lot of them got, under, you know, olive undertones. And they're giving much, much melanin, okay? I looked at my grandmother and I seen her. She looked like she got some melanin in her skin, period. Nice trip. See? Oh, yeah, that's why I'm in school now, trying to get this money. <laughs> <laughs> so you've lived in New York your entire life. How do you think gentrification is impacting the history of the culture that you may feel your son will miss out on on experiencing? I don't know. The gentrification is starting to make the city hard to live in because, you know, the rent is getting outrageous. I mean, and I live somewhere where it's not as expensive as other places. But if it's going to keep going up like this, it's going to make New York hard to live in. And we already dealing with inflation just for whatever else is going on. You know, the way in New York is is just too much. And I don't want to listen to too many white people. <laughs> mad at that because i feel like once you see a bike lane that's how you know that it's been gentrified i live in a very nice area but you know with the prices going up in manhattan these people live in the bronx and it's a certain like in new york city you know we have our own towns we know that when we ride in the train from downtown we expect the white people to be off the train at the latest 125th street that part they be riding all the way uptown with me when I heard that they had white people living in Brownsville and y'all was renting out Brownsville, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Go to my haven. I see white people in my haven in the Bronx sitting down while they clothes in a laundry mat getting washed. That's the project. That part. <laughs> and I feel like what I think no one will be able to experience is what a dollar can get him at the bodega. Like a dollar, you can be able to get a juice, a soda. It's crazy that to say that because I'm trying to say that to Noah. I'm like, Noah, y'all don't understand. At least five pieces of candy with a dollar. At least five pieces of candy with a dollar. You used to get you a quarter water, a chip, a honey bun, and some candy, and probably even a pack of bazooka gum. I was in a honey bun kid. I was in a sunflower seeds. I'm not lying. That too. You can get two packs of sunflower seeds for 50 cents. Yeah, like, come on. Like, you can't buy nothing now. He, yeah, he definitely missed that. That's what I'm going. When I went no outside, I said, I'm going to at least five dollars. Because isn't that ice cream? Ice cream, $4 by me. And the South Bronx is. What? You used to be able to get it from off the ice cream truck for a dollar. Dollar 25 max. Quarter waters is not even a quarter no more. If y'all know what quarter waters are, quarters are the little huggies, as which a lot of you proper people would say are huggies, but they're quarter waters to us because they paid a quarter for them shits. But I don't even see those no more. Like, if anything, you'll see, like, the little Polish spring bottle now. Like, you, you don't even see the huggies no more. Arizona, I see the only motherfuckers that's loyal to the game because they one's not trying to go OD crazy and smack heads. Those because they so like the sweet, the bees be chasing him. <laughs> oh, he don't even. 
of those no more. Like it's so much about the NYC that is not the same. Like you saying that really, I would just tell him that like a dollar used to take us so far. As pop tops, remember the pop top sodas used to be like a dollar themselves, and you get a little sixteen. Pop top sodas has sixteen ounces in them. You will get it for a dollar. I used to always get the blue raspberry drink. The pop tops, best soda ever. That shit like two dollars and fifty cent now. Like what? Three dollars for a soda that I just paid a dollar for? You're crazy. That soda's not that fop- that popping. You used to be able to go to be in a hood. You used to get a can of soda if you lucky for fifty cents. Word. It was. And then it became a dollar. Bro. The number one New York meal from the Chinese spot get you fried chicken wings with some fried rice or some lo mein. That used to be five dollars. Mm-hmm. Shit is like ten dollars now. Why am I paying ten dollars for ha- chicken wings that y'all literally broke the chicken wing in house and counted as a wing, but it's not even a wing, bro. Everything is expensive now. Everything. And it don't even be tasting the same. Yeah, that's that he missed it already. It's already. The dollar pizza. How yo? When they took away the dollar pizza and made it a dollar twenty five, I said, "Oh my god, this is the end of the world." Dollar menu. I said, "You can't get dollar fries no more." Remember the dollar menu? You used to be able to get a whole meal for five dollars, two cheeseburgers, a fry, and a soda, and you could even get a Sunday for five dollars. Them little ass ices. Remember the ices, the coco mango cherry? Yep. Up to fourteen dollars now. I'm like, how? Can you what? Make this? How can you make this little ice cookie? That's $40. The little one, the little one is $2 now. Even Yo, even Nutties went up. I'm upset that Nutties went up, bro. That shouldn't even be around no more. Bro. True. Sure. Y'all know what Nutties are? Go Google it. It's a New York thing. But Nutties? The price of one nutty, I'm like, yo, you're bugging. A bacon, egg, and cheese is crazy, and so is a chopped cheese. Like, I'm paying $7 for a chopped cheese. What the fuck for what? That shit used to be $3. You gotta get it in like the hood. The hood, they'll, it'll be a lower price. They raise it, but it'll be lower than some other places. For sure, you gotta get to the hood because the prices is crazy now. We speaking on New York culture. Y'all don't understand it. Just go Google it because it's nothing we can. Or just go go follow your NYC and they'll tell you themselves how the shit operate. Because yeah. the subway even crazy. The subway used to be like a dollar twenty five. To the city, they move into the city. Everything is going up. The rent is going up. People don't know how things work, so they charging people an arm and a leg for it. Remember that white dude who got that job, and he was saying, "Oh, I can't find a grocery store. I can't find a grocery store." And he moved to Fordham. He was right on Fordham. Mm. He was right on Fordham. Mm. I, 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 my father live over there. I could pull up a supermarket like Morton Davis and that whole Morton Williams supermarket is right. There. I'm like. Bro, and then niggas complaining about the bodega cats. Nigga, that's how you know it's a good bodega with the bodega cat. What you mean? I, that shit fucks up, you know? I feel like those be the people, the transplants that just come. And they coming for what? You know, and it's, coming, it's crazy because they coming for the vibes that they see on the internet. And then once you get here, you seeing the vibes and you don't like it. And you mad because the rats is as big as cats. Nigga, we used to this. We not new to this. Or they come disturbing the peace by sitting here uh, illegally going ahead and, and killing people and then getting off scot-free because somebody needs has mental health issues in the subway that we would have walked by on a normal as people who are from New York to people who not from the atmosphere and not know like leave that man alone he ain't bothering you so let him be what he doing what he doing. 
Jordan Neely should have never. Jordan Neely should never have been a hashtag. If real niggas from New York know, Jordan Neely should have never been a hashtag. Yeah, you know how many crazy people we see all the time, and we just don't look at them. And keep it the fuck pushing, but because you get these gentrifiers in our atmosphere, not used to our culture and how we move, because everybody's so used to probably from the South, because I'm in the South, and the shit is different in how they move, but it's like, if y'all was in New York, like, I could see how if it was down here that happened, I could understand that, but up there, it's like, our culture is, we're used to crazy people, we're used to homeless, we're used to all of this, where we just bypass and let niggas be who they are, because... You ain't in my space. You're not bothering me. I'm not bothering you. Like, I'm a mind of business that pay me. You're not on my payroll. Yeah, that New York mind your business shit is real. It's real. It's and it real. bothers niggas out here in Charlotte when it come to me because I be like, I don't give a fuck. It's not my business. Like, I see it, but I don't see it. I'm, I'm Ray Charles to the bullshit. He'll look right at it. I'm Ray Charles to the bullshit. It's not my problem. No, we'll look right at it and then keep it moving. That was crazy, mommy. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> And that's that. But since we're talking about that, how have there been any discussions with Noah about legacy? And if so, like, what are you building to ensure that it's settled for him? One more time. I said, so, you know, like, Noah, have you ever talked about Noah about legacy? And, like, if so, like, what are you making sure that you're making the building blocks to make sure it's secure for him when legacy comes time? When he's like, yo, this is my mom legacy. I I haven't really spoken to him about it. I just know what I'm trying to build for him now is what I want to leave him. That's probably why I'm back in school. Because what we have now is not enough. And I want more. I want to be able to leave him with something that he can build upon. You know? I feel you. Yeah, I want to leave him with something that he can build upon. I don't want to just be like, this is the apartment you can have it when I die. No. Like, I don't want that for him. I want him right. to be able to... My mother, she worked hard, and then she got us a home. And then... Generational wealth. You know, and if I'm not able to have more kids, that'll just be him. You know? And it'll be able for him and his kid, and he get to decide what he want to do with it. But the one I do talk to Noah about that I feel like it's different from what I got, because when I was growing up, my mother didn't really talk to me about college. You know, it's not like it was that, oh, you should do it, or you should even think about it, but just we didn't talk about it at least. So, I kind of want Noah to be aware of it, you know? Right. Because those, you know, those are the steps that kind of change your life. And not just in the degree aspect, you know? It's you cultural know? experiences that you learn in college. You know? Yeah, you get that experience of, you know, kind of being on your own, you know? And living a life and kind of figuring out what you want to do for yourself. And I'm not there for it. Listen, so, I know a couple of I know a couple of fraternity brothers that my mom know that be like, they be like, tell, tell Noah, come, come, come holler at us. Real quick, so he can see the experience of black men that are actually about the community but for the community. I feel like when he gets a little older, maybe about like 12, I want to start taking him on college tours so he can see it like black college tours, of course, because I want him to go to so HBCU. I want him to. That's the have, best school to go to. I mean, I'm just being biased. Yeah, see people who look like him. One thing about that legacy stuff is more so his dad. Not to say it's not important to me, but his dad really breaks that down for him. That's why I'm gonna know what be like. I'd be like, what are you? He'd be like, I'm Dominican. Because his father is like, you this and you that, and you come from the Santanas, and da 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 da, and you gotta be this. Like, he does that. I don't really, you know, I can work, I can do better with that. But I try not to force on too much because I don't feel that connection because I'm still trying to break down so much of how I was raised. Right. That, you know, so I kind of want Noah to find his way because I feel like that was kind of pushed on me. Right. 
So I kind of want him to take the steps towards independence, but then he can find his way. And I just want to set him up. And then let him take the rest of it. Yeah, he's able. It's easy for him to go through the next steps, you know? I feel you. I think that's important. I think already you're already building a legacy by, like I said, emotional, the way you are emotionally connected to him. Because that's a legacy that's being built for him to know, like, if my son, when I have a son, son, expressing your emotions, that's common. You're a human. You're allowed to feel. It's not a girl's thing if you want to cry. It's not a girl's thing if you feel some type of way. We want to just say, I'm mad. I'm upset. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a yeah. human thing. If anything, that'll be the legacy trying to break these curses. Because his father come with a lot of that, too. My baby was trying to play tennis. He like, that's for girls. And my baby got so upset. I had to start showing him men play tennis, too. <laughs> men play tennis, too. And if you want to go ahead and play tennis, play tennis, boo. Yeah, you can play tennis because men do it, too. Like, not one of them things where you got to be sexist about it. Like, men play tennis. It's a people sport, not a gender sport. It's a people sport. Yeah. It's girls playing baseball. They call it something different, but essentially it's the same thing. Soft, yep, softball. I was playing football, and it's pretty much called flag football, and I was playing football. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, people do everything. I don't... That'd be the legacy, having a breakdown, but I was taught and what his dad was taught. So he knows that he don't have to grow up that way. And how... If y'all don't know, coming from a Hispanic household or having a Hispanic parent, the rituals of tradition are embedded like roots in a tree. Okay? It's hard to uplift those roots because when Hispanic culture, it's traditional. Like, I don't only speak Puerto Ricans, but it's like... The woman's supposed to do this. This is how men are supposed to do it. This is what you're supposed to provide. This is what you, there's no time. There's no room for error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Guess, people, they say that machismo. That's what they be saying. Yep. Baby, that shit is real. I can see it in his dad. He be like, why you got him doing that? He's sensitive and da 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 But I don't want my baby to ever have to feel like he can't say how he feel. Right. And with Hispanic moms, you know what a chancla is. Because niggas is throwing that at your head. They not about to sit here and have gentle parents say what you feel. I don't give a fuck how you feel. Boom, hit you with the chancla. That's the end of it. That too. Listen, in the conversation for another day, when it comes to Caribbean Hispanics, there's an embeddedness to not realize that there's a black aspect to them as well, what they want to address, because there's a colorism aspect that still happens in that atmosphere as well. So having double colorism in both spaces, that shit is hard to navigate. And I'm speaking that for myself. Because on the black side, I'm privileged. But on the Hispanic side, I'm a negrita, which means I'm kind of like the dust of the dust because I have too much melanin in my skin. Do you feel like you get treated different? I mean, I'm, I'm not interviewing you, but... No, go ahead. Uh, do you feel like you get treated differently? Hell yeah. On your Spanish side? Hell yeah. But love is like... I feel like the love, no one gets... I don't know if it's just because I'm black, but I know the love that they give him, they give it to him just because they love him. Like, right. You know? I definitely do feel like I get treated differently. Only because the black side is privileged because I'm of lighter skin. So it's like, there's still that brown paper bag. Oh, you have privilege because you're light skin. You can't talk about problems. I like how Amanda says that I've been bullied and discriminated against, but I, ha- I can't experience colorism because I'm not on the darker spectrum. Colorism is only for somebody who's darker than me. So I get 
privilege, but I use my privilege to my advantage to like what I'm doing right now with this podcast where I'm making the voice known for those who are not being seen because you're looking at me because I'm lighter skinned with a different texture hair. So like on the Spanish side, it's more so is un negrita, like to my abuelita, when she was around, oh negrita, which is like little black girl, like stay over there. But because my sisters are Jamaican, it was respected because it's all Caribbean culture. So it's like they're dark. One of them's darker than me. And it's like, I respect her and I take her in for who she is but because of this black. It's an issue. Yeah. yeah. So why am I getting the end of the brunch? I didn't ask to fucking be here. Mm. Nobody do. But this is who I am, and if you don't want to love me the same, that's fine. But my abuelito, he was all it was nothing but endless love. Because I was the only one that wanted to learn the heritage and learn the country. Like outside of my sister, I'm the only one that ever wanted to learn, like the Italian side, the Puerto Rican side, like, you know, where do we come from? How do my if you ask my sisters where my family came from, they'd be quick to rap Puerto Rico, they can't even tell you where the hell we came from. They can't tell you nothing about Vietcase, they can't tell you nothing about Italy, they can't tell you nothing. But the fact that they know that they're Italian and Puerto Rican, but how? How do you know it? Where do we come from? Like I'm the one that got the pictures of our great grandparents. Yeah, and I connect you to, you know... Exactly, but they don't research. They're over here just ready to parade it, but don't understand the origins. I was the opposite. So I was close to my abuelita. They were close to my abuelita as I was my abuelo, and that's just them. Like, it's your, it's your business. Like, I don't know. Child. I don't let it define me now because I'm like, at this point, I'm in my own experience because I'm an Afro-Latina, which means I get to have both best of all worlds in my ethnicity. And I just make it my business to embrace all aspects and not try to dim the light of each one because I'm still Italian, I'm still Puerto Rican, I'm still black. So I embrace every aspect of it regardless. That's why I love June because June literally has Puerto Rican Day Parade. You have the Italian Republic Day, which is on June 2nd. Then you got Juneteenth. Then you got Pride. So like all of me is comprised in one month. So I love it. June is a fun month when you think about it. June is a vibe. Yeah. I always thought like this was the boring time of the year. Like the year don't start really until July, but June is cool. June is a vibe. So what are the next milestones for Neek before we go ahead and, you know, close out? Okay, I want my degree. I want my degree. I want that. I want it under my name. Like, you know? That's what I really want. I need to get a license. That's like ugh, I need to start driving. Like, I need to start driving. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Like even when I went to get my my permit again, this I'm like I had to pay eighty six dollars. The girl behind the thing was like, "Well, you need to start driving. Like you want to start driving, you gonna pay eighty six dollars. Yeah, it probably will be more expensive." And there's that. She's like, "What do we do?" So I gotta get my license. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that this year. And I feel like with that, that'll be like. Another step towards independence, you know, because then I, you know, that'll be my next step to getting out of here. Because it'd be dumb for me to move from where I am to just move to somewhere else in the city. Like, once I got that, I could just leave. So, I want my degree. I need to my license so I can start taking my next steps. And that's really it. I'm, I feel like I'm on a path to being a better me, you know? Right. I do the better myself. Inside, you know, I do my therapy, I go to the gym, I try to be with my friends. Um, so my next step is kind of like, I want to get my degree and I wanted to start like a business. I'm still working on it because, you know, I stopped thinking in the middle of things and I'll start doing something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right now I'm just trying to focus on getting through the classes so I can get that under my belt and then I'll focus on the business. I want to start 
selling candles. I can't tell you the name yet. You know? We're not, we don't got you out of We can come back. When you when you get there, you can come back and we can talk about it. We can talk about I'm, it. You know, I might hit you on the text. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But yeah, and, and that, I'm very excited about that. I feel like when I did that, that I felt good about that. And you know, we women. So whenever we create and we in our bag. Period. Know? And that's that. We in the duffel. Okay. The duffel bag to be specific. Period. But no. I appreciate you, Nick. Thanks for coming on and sharing some time and spending some time with your girl. Yes, please have me back. And this was great. It was just I loved it. I appreciate you. So tell the people where they can come find. Tell the people where they can follow you and find you at for the updates. See, I'll send my girl some prayers too. Catch her on yeah. Twitter most though. Down for a good word, please, because I always feel like I can use one. You know, them words be right on time. My Twitter is killer underscore Nick. My Instagram is killer.meek. <laughs> I have a Tumblr too. I don't know if people be using Tumblr, but that's like my little diary. My Tumblr is notorious things because I had it since I was like 19 years old. <laughs> no, I was like obsessed with Biggie. So I named it like notorious things. And you're all, and your name is Neek and you're big things. So notorious Neek. You got big things coming, big things on the horizon. You all about big, big things. And that's the end of that. And that and look and that's and that's and that's how we're gonna leave it off for y'all. So y'all go check my girl out, send her love, send her support, and that's that. That's it. That was Neek. Hopefully y'all enjoyed. I'm glad we can bring y'all some life and some love. As I always saw on air, let's be real. Always remember, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. I'll catch y'all on the flip and be amazing and super this week. Peace.